888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 257, I'm going to be talking about how to create an effective editorial calendar. What? You started a blog because you could do whatever you want, whenever you want, and not have to plan things out like some old J-O-B? Well, you've got another thing coming. To take your blogging business to the next level, you've got to take it seriously. And one of the ways of doing that is by creating an editorial calendar. In 2016, all of the content I created was first planned out on that calendar. And let me tell you, it has made life so much easier. But how do you create one? What kinds of things do you take into consideration? Is it even worth the effort that you'd have to put in the time that to, that it takes to do it up front? What, what, what if it, I'm more of a last-minute guy? Well, I'll get into all of that. So editorial calendars, that's what we're going to be talking about today. I missed the music there on that one because I stumbled over my words. But you know what? It's all good. It's all right. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. I am excited about bringing this content to you. This is episode number 257. And as usual, you can find detailed show notes over at becomeablogger.com slash 257. Any links, any resources that I mentioned today, and I'm going to mention a few It'll all be there. I want to also remind you that you can always call the hotline and leave a question. If you have a question that you want to hear, that's why I play that at the beginning, at the end. Uh, If you have a question you want to hear answered on the show, you can call this number. 888-835-2414. And leave a message with your question and I will answer it if it makes sense for the show. I will answer it right here live, well, not live, but on the air. I want to also let you know that this is brought to you by my Become a Blogger Coaching Club. Man, you know what? <laughs> Just a, a few days ago, someone posted in the Facebook group for the Become a Blogger Coaching Club asking members why they are members and what value do they get from being members of the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. I want to share with you some of what some of the uh, members said. Angie said, I was shooting in the dark with my site and blog. Since joining with Leslie, I have a place to go for info. I can understand step-by-step how to set up the systems to succeed. When an issue isn't clear, I can ask Leslie directly or in the Facebook group. I don't get it. I don't get an assistant or anonymous help desk person. I get Leslie himself. And Cynthia said, I successfully launched my membership site after six months of doubt. Thanks to this coaching club. Now I grow my business, ask questions and issues here on Facebook directly to Leslie in the coaching calls. Besides all the technical stuff, this group is a super motivator personally and professionally. And then Musanetti. He says, 
I can honestly say that this group kept me in the game after some huge setbacks and a, and the very present desire to just let everything go. This group stood by me and encouraged me to keep going. I've tried other paid groups this one honestly tops them. People are willing to help through their experience, and Leslie is probably the most present coach I've seen in this kind of setup. He's extremely knowledgeable and shares freely. I hope you can find your second win and go for it. You know what? This When I read these comments, it just tickles my heart. I, it gets me excited. And if you are starting a business, you're building a blog, and you want guidance, check out the Coaching Club blogger coaching.com. I got one more announcement to make. And this is not a business announcement. This is more of a personal announcement. And I've actually made the official announcement already. But it's coming down to the wire. If you don't know what I mean, my wife and I are expecting our daughter to come. The due date is on the 17th of April. Ah! <laughs> oh, my word. It's like right around the corner and we feel as if it's going to come a little earlier than that. And life is about to get interesting. Of course, we have our son, Noah, that's doing very well and we're excited about number two. So I just wanted to let you know that. I don't know why. Just because it's on my heart. I'm excited. I'm Come on. I'm a, I'm a dad becoming a dad again. <laughs> but a dad of a daughter. Man, I can't even imagine it, but that's reality. So just want to let you know that if for some reason um, I am not where you expect me to be at a certain time, it could be because we're delivering. Well, I'm not delivering, but you get the point. Anyhow, I just wanted, I just wanted to share that with you. I haven't shared a lot of personal stuff with you recently, and I just felt the need to do that because, well, you know, that's what we do, and... I'm just so excited. Okay, okay, okay. Enough about me, enough about coaching club, enough about everything else. Let's get to today's business. Today we're going to talk about an editorial calendar that has changed the game for me and I believe it can change the game for you if you're not doing it. So if you've ever struggled to come up with content, all right, so that's number one. If you've ever, like, ever, like, man, I, I don't know what to write or I don't know what podcast episode to record or anything of that sort. If that's been the case for you at any point in time, you are not alone. You are not alone. I've struggled to come up with content. Actually, just recently, I've had a struggle to come up with content. But this episode is going to help with that. It's going to help you to establish an editorial calendar, and that editorial calendar is going to make life much easier. So first I want to talk about what an editorial calendar is, because you might be hearing it and you're just not sure what I'm talking about. My simple definition of what a, an editorial calendar is as follows. It's a calendar that tells you what content needs to be created and when. Okay, so it's kind of a, 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 a view of, hey, this is the content that I have planned over the next month, over the next three months, over the next whatever time period. Now, when I say content, this content could be a whole bunch of different things, right? So just as some examples, it can be a written article that you are, you are planning on publishing. 
It could be a podcast episode. It could be a video that you're creating. It could be, I mean, content goes beyond your blog, right? It could be a live video stream that you're doing on Periscope or Facebook Live or something of that sort. It can be your social media updates. It can be emails that go to your email list. It can be webinars. Whatever kind of content you are creating the editorial calendar is that place, that calendar that tells you what needs to be created and when it needs to be created. Okay, so that's what an editorial calendar is. We're all on the same page now. I want to talk about why. Why, why is this something that you should consider doing? Or, no, why is it something you should be doing? So for me, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but... I, I can remember what it looks like. I can remember what it feels like. I can remember what it smells like if it has a scent. But it would be the day before a podcast episode is supposed to go live. And the day before, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be covering in that podcast episode. I haven't, I haven't recorded the episode. I haven't planned it out. I haven't made an outline. I haven't um, done any of those types of things. And there's a lot that needs to be done for the next day. So what would happen is, this is the process that I used to go through. I would call up a friend, a good friend, Colin Yearwood. We've been um, doing all kinds of stuff together since 2008. I almost said 1998, but 2008. Um, and we'd have a back and forth discussion and we would talk about, okay, so I spoke about this recently. I spoke about that recently. Okay, what have I not covered in the last few weeks or months or whatever the case might be? And then we'd come up with uh, something that would make sense for an episode that I could publish tomorrow. And then I would get into, what, what am I going to call it? Like hustle mood, right? Because I, so much to do. You got to outline the content. You got to write the, the show notes. You got to record the episode. You got to um, uh, get it published in terms of you know the images and all these different types of things. And it was always a rushed process. A few stressful hours later, I would have this rushed episode completed. And, you know, it often would end up getting posted later in the day than it was supposed to. And, you know, this, what I'm describing now, this is the enemy. <laughs> this is the enemy. And an editorial calendar is the savior. So here are some of the reasons. It, it reduces that stress, that last minute planning crazy life where things are just, ah, I got to get this done. You don't want that to be the case. You want to reduce that stress. Now, if you have a, a, a an editorial calendar that has been carefully crafted in a specific way, we'll go, we'll go through that way, but it helps you to know what to create and when to create it. So, it's going to reduce that last minute stress. Not only that, you have more time now. If I know this is the post that, that I got to create for next week or next month or next three months or whatever the case might be, I can take the time that I need. I can create an outline. I can create the, the content itself. I, can, I have much more time now to turn this into that masterpiece that I intended to create when I started this blog and, and I knew that I wanted to put quality content out there. And that right there is worth every minute that you take to put into planning out this editorial calendar. So number one, reduces that last minute stress of, the, the stress of last minute pl planning. Number two, 
It gives you a bird's eye view of the most important aspects of your online business. Hey, this is no, this is nothing new to you. Content is king. In this internet-y word world that we live in, content is king. This is what drives everything. It gets people to engage. It convinces people, it convinces people that you know what you're talking about. It's what gets people onto your email list. It's what gets them to know, like, and trust you. And ultimately, it's what gets them to buy. It's what drives your business. And and by by creating an editorial calendar, you get to be able to take a bird's eye view of what is needed to make your business run. And that is important. Number three, it helps you focus your content on your business goals, your business objectives, by looking at what you're trying to accomplish and then carefully planning out your content in your editorial calendar to help you to accomplish those goals. You're gonna be you're gonna be much more likely, much more likely, you're gonna be more likely <laughs> to reach those goals. To accomplish what you are trying to accomplish because you're not just trying to come up with content on the spot. No, you've thought it out. You've looked at your goals and analyzed your goals and you've planned out the content to help you to meet those goals. And that's what it's all about. And the last reason why you should think about using an editorial calendar is another important reason. It helps you to be more consistent. Okay, I said content is king. Having great content is awesome. But if you're not producing content consistently, you're not going to be able to reach that point where your audience keeps coming back for more. If they know every Monday, every Wednesday, like for me, every Wednesday I can depend on a podcast episode from Learning with Leslie, they know, you know, to look forward to that content. And you can then build me into your routine Consistency is essential to your success as a blogger. If you're not, if you are listening to this right now and you know you're not being consistent with your content, that right there is an indication that you should use an editorial calendar. I'm assuming by now you've bought into this idea. We've spent the last 14 minutes and 22, 23 seconds, 24 seconds talking about this. Uh, Now, let's go into the process, okay? Now, there are certain things that I want you to do before you create your editorial calendar. Okay, so this is an exercise. This is not going to sound, this is going to sound very familiar to you. If you've been listening to me for a while, Because here's the thing, whenever you think about your content that you're creating for your blog, there are three questions you always need to keep in mind. Some of you are already saying what those questions are. What's number one? Of course, it's who is your ideal target person? Now, I know that sounds a bit strange because you hear some people say customer avatar or or your audience or whatever the case might be. I say ideal target target person specifically because this person is ideal for what you're trying to accomplish. You are targeting that person. And I say person because I want you to be aware of the fact that this is a person. It's not a ton of people that you're thinking about. You're thinking about that one person that you are trying to reach. I am thinking about you when I'm creating this content. And this is why I am using the word you. 
I don't when I record this podcast, I don't say, hey, you guys, such a no, I'm talking to you. Okay. So who is your ideal target person? Question number one. Question number two, what is his or her goals? What are they trying to accomplish, basically? And tr- question number three, what struggles will he or she encounter? I want you to get as detailed as possible into who this person is, what their goals are, and what struggles he's going to encounter or she's going to encounter as she or he tries to accomplish those goals. Because here's the thing. And this right, this right here is a tweetable, right? The best content is focused on the consumer, not the creator. It's not about, you know, hey, I'm publishing this post just because I want people to know my opinion. No, it's because I'm trying to help you. I am hoping that by the end of this episode, you not only see why an editorial calendar is important, but you are equipped now to do the things that you have to do so that you can reap the benefits of using an editorial calendar. Okay, so before you create the, your editorial calendar, answer those three questions. And now, let's get to creating them. How do you create an editorial calendar? Okay, we understand who our target audience is, what their goals are, and what, they are, what, 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 what struggles they will encounter. Now, what I want you to do is a, a, very, a very simple activity. I want you to sit down and create a master list of topics, events, product launches, or any other things related to your business in terms of content and in terms of things that are going to be happening. So this is your brainstorming stage, right? All of the different things that you can come up with that can end up in your editorial calendar. I want you to just create a, a, a huge list of items. So the main question that you should be answering is the following. So as you create this list, what content do you need to create to help your audience reach their goals or overcome their struggles? And make it even more personal. What content do I have to create to, to help you to reach your goals and overcome your struggles? Think about it from the perspective of your ideal target person. So I want you to sit down, whether it's a, with a pen, a pen and paper, <clears throat> sorry, a pen and paper or Evernote or a Google Doc or Microsoft Word. Or what, I don't care what you use. Take the time and just brainstorm a huge list. If you can, come up with 20 different items. If, if you want to go for extra credit, come up with 50. If you want to go for like super extra credit, just come up with 100. Now, I'm not asking you to, 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 to put a ton of thought into analyzing each potential topic or anything of that sort. I just want you to do like a brain dump. And one way of, of looking at this is would be, you know, to, what questions would that person have? So one of the questions might be, how to be consistent with my content? Or how to, how to create a blog post? Or how to drive traffic to my site? I can just come up with a, a ton of things. You see, I just came up with those three in a few seconds. I can go on. How to add a WordPress theme to my blog. How to, how to create awesome content. How to create a podcast episode. 
Um, why I need an editorial calendar, how to use WordPress categories and tags, what is Google AMP and what does that mean for my blog, Facebook's in, Facebook instant articles, should I be worried? You see, I, you could just, 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 just brain dump everything that comes to mind. Okay, so the first thing you're going to do is create this master list. Now, what do you do with this list? Step number two is you organize that list, organize your content into categories. So here's the interesting thing that happens. As you create your list, you're you're most likely going to see that the items on that list can be naturally placed into a few categories. All right, so when I I think about my content um, and I look through my content, what I see is that there are a number of categories that my content can fit into. And I actually created a categories and tags spreadsheet. And I see that I have some categories of things like business building, foundations, getting exposure, and productivity. And in those categories, I have subcategories. So in business building, I have mindset. I have affiliate marketing, advertising, product creation, services. These are different categories that my content can be naturally organized into. They can be naturally grouped in these categories. So do whatever makes sense for your niche, for your content, for your goals, for your readers, for your subscribers. Now, as you put them into the cat these categories, they should you should find or they should end up being the categories of content that you find on your blog. And if not, you need to do yourself a favor and revisit your blog categories. You want there to be a natural way of organizing your content. You don't just want to create random content about all kinds of different categories that may or may not relate to your ideal target person. Now, I recorded uh, um, a, a podcast episode on this topic. It's episode 233. It's called How to Use WordPress Categories and Tags for Maximum Impact. If you're unsure of how you should be organizing your content in categories and tags, check out that episode. So becomeablogger.com slash 233. Okay? So organize your content into relevant categories. The next thing you want to do is decide on a publication schedule. Now, this is something you may already have in terms of when you want to publish your content because, as I mentioned, consistency is key. When you're consistent with your content creation, you're going to train your growing audience. As your audience gets bigger, they're going to be making you a part of their routine, and that is exactly where you want to be. So how often are you going to post? What day will you post? Actually, not just what day, what time will you post? I want you to be consistent. You need to be consistent. Also, what kinds of content are you going to be creating? What kinds of media are you going to be creating? Are you going to be doing videos? And are your videos going to go up on Fridays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time? Are you going to be doing a podcast episode? Is your podcast episode going to go live on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time? I want you to come up with a publication schedule, one that you're going to say, This is how I'm going to be consistent with my content. Now, how often should you be posting? That's a question that I hear quite often. 
I'm not going to tell you how much you should post, but I'm going to give you a minimum. That minimum that I recommend is one post per week. Now, the reason for that is, as I've said, you want people to build you into their routine. Now, if you publish a podcast episode every other Wednesday, it's harder for me to build you into my routine because I might wake up this Wednesday morning and wonder, okay, is this the Wednesday that you know you come up with your content or is it next week? And because of that, there's no consistency for me as your subscriber or as your, your blog visitor. So I don't get as used to your content as you would like me to get. So my minimum that I'm going to recommend is one post a week. If you can do more, great. I know some people that do significantly more. And there is, to a certain extent, a correlation between how much content you post and how many visitors you get to your blog. But that's a different topic for a different podcast episode. So decide on that publication schedule. The next thing you want to do, fill in the dates with your content and with your events. Now, I'm going to recommend that you do this in a very specific way. I want you to start with putting the major events on there first. This is going to be important because you want to plan your content around these major events. So if you have product launches or webinars or affiliate promotions or any other promotions or events or whatever the case might be, I want you to put those on the calendar first so that you can arrange everything else around that. So it could be the major events, it could be the major promotions, it can be whatever it is that you're doing that really drives your business. Okay? Now, once you've added those dates uh, uh, to the calendar, the next thing you want to do is schedule pieces of content that supports that support those events. Okay, so that's the next thing you want to add to the calendar. First, the major things, the big guns. This is where this is where this is these are the things that are so crucial for your business. And then schedule the pieces of content that supports that support those events next. This is going to make sure that with the content that you are creating, you are moving toward your business goal. All right. Then what do you do next? Schedule everything else. All right. You can decide if you want to have maybe specific themes for 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 a month or whatever the case might be for different times of the year and you can schedule content accordingly. You have a master list of a bunch of things that are focused on your ideal target person's goals and struggles. Now you're just filling in the blanks. And you're doing it in a way that makes sense. Important things first, supporting things next, and then everything else, you just fit it in as it makes sense. All right, so that's the general idea in terms of creating an editorial calendar. But there are a few other things that I want to I wanna discuss because maybe you have a team involved in this content creation process, or maybe you will have a team involved in this content creation process at some point in the future. And if that's the case, there's some things I want you to be aware of. And there are some things that you should be doing. If you have a team involved, things are going to get a little more complicated. There are many great things that come out of that. But there are some challenges that can come along with that. 
and the things that I'm going to suggest are going to help you. Now, whether you have a team of writers or you're just dealing with a virtual assistant like I am, uh, that you know my virtual assistant helps with the publication process, formats my articles, adds the images, creates the infographic, the slides, and all this other stuff um, to make my post look the way that they do. You want to do things to ensure smooth sailing as much as possible with your editorial process. So, the first thing you want to do, if you have multiple writers especially, you want to create editorial guidelines. This is going to help you so much in making sure there's some kind of consistency in the kind of content that you're publishing. If you have a bunch of writers and every writer is completely different in the way they, they, they write the articles your blog is going to sound kind of schizophrenic. You don't want that. You want there to be some kind of consistency, not just in schedule, but also in the kind of content, the way the content is formatted. The, you, you want to set a standard for what is acceptable and what isn't. It's going to give an idea of what kind of flow you want, um, what's expected throughout the article. It can guide your authors to create the kind of content that's going to resonate with your audience, with your ideal target person. Now, this is something that I never thought about until I did an interview with Mike Stelzner on episode 116. It's called How to Build Something Bigger Than a Blog. And he talks about the process that Social Media Examiner goes through in terms of uh, managing this awesome, huge, multi-author blog. And one of the things he spoke about in detail is creating editorial guidelines. I want to encourage you to do this for your blog. So look at your blog post. Look at the, this is how I did it. Look at my, I looked, looked at my blog post and I looked to see that the post that members or my subscribers or my visitors resonated the most with. And I try to find elements of those posts or, or maybe I laid it out in a certain way. Maybe the images were laid out in a certain way. Maybe my introduction paragraph went in a certain flow and maybe I concluded with a question or maybe I did these steps. I want you to include that in your editorial guidelines so that your writers know what is expected of them. So check out that interview, becomeablogger.com slash 116 if you want more information on that. All right, so once again, you're working with a team. You want to determine, this is very important, determine who is responsible for each task. Now, when it comes to publishing a blog post, there are a number of steps involved in the process from the um, coming up with the idea to the title to the outline, if you do an outline, to the, to, to the written content, to the images, to the links, to all these different things. You want to be very clear on who is responsible for every part of the process. I don't know if you've ever worked at a job or on a project or whatever the case might be where nobody was clear on who should be doing what. That is the most annoying, confusing, time-wasting time <laughs> that you can have when you're working on a project. That can be very confusing. Don't let that be the case with your blog. Please don't. I mean, you listen to Learning with Leslie. You should know better than that. <laughs> so just make sure all of the roles are clearly defined and clearly designated. 
The next thing, if you're working with a team, have one place for team communication. Now, if you are like me, your team, well, my team is only two, but we're not in one physical location. I am in Michigan. My assistant is in the Philippines. Um, and you know, as I grow my team, there are going to be people in different parts of the world. When you're working with a virtual team, communication can get messy. If if some people are emailing each other separately, or and 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 well, if everyone is emailing separately, and some people are sending Facebook messages or messages on Skype, it can be confusing and very difficult to keep track of what's happening in your business. So, I highly recommend for you to use one centralized tool to manage all of your communication. Because here's the thing, if, you, if you're ever unsure about what's happening in a process, you can go to that tool and you can find the answer. There's one place to go and you know where that one place is. Okay, so those, those are my tips for dealing with a team. Now, for the last part of this interview, I just want to talk about some tools. Because, yes, we understand the concept of an editorial calendar and how to set it up now, but... What are some tools that are out there that can make it easier for you? I'm going to go through one, two, three, four tools with you right now. And I'll tell you which one, of course, are my favorites and which ones are not. The first one, I'm just going to start with the good old, fateful, simple spreadsheet. Now, the reason I'm even including this in here is because some people are very familiar with spreadsheets and they may be very comfortable with that and think to themselves, I mean, you might be thinking, yeah, I love spreadsheets. Spreadsheets make me happy and smile and all that good stuff. And you can use a spreadsheet. If you're already a spreadsheet nerd, like, well, I am somewhat of a spreadsheet nerd, uh, but I still prefer some of the other tools. But this can, that can be fun for you. Now, if you're doing that, I would recommend using something like Google Sheets. Now, the reason for that, as opposed to Microsoft Excel or something else, like um, Numbers on the Mac, is because it has a very great... I mean, it's in the cloud, number one. It's fully in the cloud. And it has a great sharing system. All right, You can share your Google Drive with your team and... Everyone can have access to it and so on and so forth. Now, Microsoft Excel and Numbers are starting to do some of that now, but Google Sheets, they I mean, they're built in the cloud. So that is one option. Just have a spreadsheet, you know, and that spreadsheet you might have the title, the dates for publication, and any other information that you may find useful. This is not the option I use, nor I, I just wouldn't use it because there are some other tools that are that would do a, a much better job. Like this next tool that I've mentioned a number of times in the past, and that is Trello. Trello, you know, it's it's just awesome. It's very powerful. And here's the thing. It's 100% free. It's 100% free for most of the features. And quite frankly, the features that you have to pay with pay for, it doesn't really add that much. I mean... I don't know. I don't know why anyone would <laughs> pay for it personally, um, but it's it's a free and powerful project management system, um, and this actually goes way beyond an editorial calendar because you can manage just about every aspect of your business. 
every aspect of your team. So Trello is option number one. And this is what I recommend for most people who are looking for a robust project management system that goes beyond just managing your content. Now, I have a blog post on how I use Trello, and I'll link to that in my show notes for this episode. It's called How I Use Trello to Manage My Blog and Team. And I show a video of how I use it for my podcast and so on. It's very detailed, and you should check that out if you haven't already. Okay, so Trello is my top recommendation. It's free, and it's awesome. Now, this next tool is... It's actually the, the, the weapon of choice for editorial calendars specifically. It's what I've been using recently, and I think I'm going to s- switch back to Trello now, but CoSchedule is an awesome editorial. It's like when it comes to editorial calendar, if what you want to do is just have an editorial calendar, I can't think of a better software a better piece of software because it's integrated with WordPress and it allows you to schedule your content and a a calendar. Um, And it's also integrated with social media so you can schedule your social media sharing directly from um, co-schedule even before your article goes live or your podcast episode or whatever goes live. And because of these integrations, you can manage every aspect of the content creation process. It it literally is awesome. <laughs> um, so you could check it out. It's it's not free, but it's relatively affordable. I think it's ten or fifteen dollars a month. You could check it out at becomeablogger.com slash co-schedule. Of course, I'll have links to that in the show notes as well. And lastly, there's an alternative to CoSchedule that also is a WordPress plugin that's called EditFlow. Um, This one has been around for a while. It allows you to manage just about every aspect of your editorial calendar and assign um, different tasks to different people on your team, just like CoSchedule. But it doesn't have the social media aspects to it. It's not as pretty as CoSchedule, <laughs> but it's also free. So if you just want a calendar option within WordPress where you can work with your team and communicate with your team and all that kind of stuff, you can use EditFlow. If you want those same things, but you want it to be integrated with social media in a very sleek way for managing your editorial process, co-schedule. If you want something beyond an editorial calendar that allows you to create an editorial calendar and manage every other aspect of your business, Trello. And if for some reason you're just a spreadsheet addict, (laughs) then you could go with something like Google Sheets. So what about you? Are you using an editorial calendar? If so, how is it working for you? Did I miss any tips? If I did miss tips, come back to the the show notes and let me know. And if you aren't using one, do you think this is something that you will start? But for right now, I want to give you some action steps. All right, so you've listened to this entire episode and you want to know, okay, Leslie, what do I do now? I'm going to give you these three action steps. Action step number one, make a list of topics. Just do that brainstorm, that brain dump, and just put it all out there. And you know what? Set a timer. Give yourself 
two minutes or three minutes to come up with as many different topics as you can come up with. Just do that and just throw them out there. So that's number one, make that master list. Number two, organize them into categories. And number three, just go ahead and create your editorial calendar. That's it. All right, that's the end of this episode. I want to tell you a little bit about what's coming up. Next week, episode 258, how to build your blogging business by teaching. This is an interview with Kirsten Cable, and you want to check it out. We're gonna we talk about how to stand out from your crowd with from the crowd with your blog content, how to be successful on platforms like Udemy and other platforms for building online courses. All of this and much more in episode 258 next Wednesday. So this was episode 257. If you got value from it, I am happy and I know that you did. Go to becomeablogger.com slash 257. And if you missed anything, any of the links, any of the resources, it'll all be there. Now, if you know someone that you believe can benefit from this episode, maybe they are stressed out with content creation. Tell them to go to becomeablogger.com slash podcast. They'll find this episode and every other episode from this podcast. Now, if you're trying to get your blog started so that you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world while building your online business, go to freebloggingvideos.com, a 100% free course to get you started. And lastly, if you want to take your your business to the next level, be coached by me and join my coaching club. Go to bloggercoaching.com. You're going to love it. So that's pretty much it for this episode. This is Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight, 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 three, five, two, four.